Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone coming at you with another show. And today, we're going to talk about how your mood as a leader makes a difference. And it's a game changer for productivity. It's a game changer for how your office or your environment runs. And we want to talk about that today. And I want to come from the standpoint of how things become contagious. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody as a leader walks in and as he or she walks in, everything changes? You know, in my book, The Immortelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow, I share about and try to paint a picture of how this happens. Imagine now, you may not have cockroaches, you know, in your home, or you may never have experienced this. But I know for me, you know, I'm from the islands, as you mentioned, I heard mentioned before, the Jamaican, right? Jamaica. And we have, well, where I grew up, most of the homes have what's called outhouses. Maybe you might no one of those. And an outhouse is really a, is an outdoor toilet. And so what happened was we had these little huts or a little house, not a house, but little, you know, maybe it's, it's um, concrete walled, um, little, think about a portable or a porta potty or, but imagine that being a stationary fixed thing. And, and so what happened is that you big, most of the homes have this big hole that dig in the ground and then they put a concrete, you know, and so it, it varies. Some people have different ways of uh, putting this together. And so what happened is that you would go there and, and do your thing, right? I'm sorry for the, you know, just, just, excuse, just I'm sorry for that vivid kind of description, but get my, I want to make a point here. So at nights, what happened, you know, the roaches would come out. Now, I know that's gross. You say, oh, Kings, that's gross. That's gross. Ah, ooh, ah. You know, but listen, listen, listen. It's also, imagine your work, your environment. Do you think that's not gross to see how your people have to react because you're, as a leader, have kind of gross them out because of your attitude or your mood? Now, I know, I know it's an extreme um, analogy or metaphor I'm using here, but it makes a point, right? It got you. As your imagination goes wild. So what happened is now, most of these home room, these little outhouses don't have any electricity in the country that I grew up in Jamaica, where I grew up in the country area. It was very rural. As a matter of fact, I think in the 
in, in some countries right now, and maybe you're listening to me in a place that do still have outhouses. I know in the United States, they still have some in some parts of the country. So it's nothing that um, uh, that is, is kind of foreign to possibly some people who are listening as you're listening to this, this podcast right now. But what happened, we would go with flashlights or lanterns. And as we walked in that very dark, it's very dark because in the country, it's a dark, you know, we could see the skies and see the stars because we didn't have much electricity. And you might, you know, you may, maybe you've never experienced this where in a city, if you're from the city, it's hard to see any kind of, um, you know, the this, this, this skies with the stars filling the skies because what happened is there's too much electricity lights around and it just kind of blurs that, right? But if you go out where there's no, very little to no electricity and look up, man, you see what you're missing. So what happened, these outhouses were very dark. And what happened when you go inside with a light and the light hits that little room, all you hear is and very few, you hardly see any roaches. They, They move so fast. They move so fast. Now, I know it also happens in people's homes, especially the kitchen area. If you have the house dark and then for some reason you're going to the refrigerator to raid it at night because you're starving hungry or you're going to take some medication because you can't sleep, whatever it is, or have some water. Let's talk about some water. And you walk in the kitchen and if you have roaches, right, and you turn that light on, you just see roaches Dashing, if you know, of course, again, maybe you don't have roaches in your home, right? Maybe you have what we call in, you know, in South Florida where I live, it's a South Florida bugs. People don't want to call them roaches because it's it's just too disgusting, right? But I want to make this a very disgusting kind of, you know, build it up this way because I want you to imagine, imagine your workplace, imagine your environment as a leader, you may not get this kind of, you know, what I'm describing here where people are like, oh, gross, right? But, but the people you lead, your team members, they see the mood, the attitude that may be such a gross thing to them. They go, oh, here we go again. Here she is. Here he is. Oh, I just can't take this. Whenever I see him or her walk in this way, I just want to scurry like a roach out of a the, the, their path. I don't want to get close to them. My friend, those are the kind of imagery I want you to, to picture. Why? Because if you don't regulate your mood and manage that, you create an environment that is like that. And people are now like, want to get out of your way. So in in my book, I talk about how do you manage? What do you need to do? Because, you know, it's it's contagious. If you walk in as a downer, you know, you know, Debbie Downer or um, Daniel Downer. It doesn't sound as well, Daniel Downer. But I want to put a guy in there. So just in case, I want to be make sure I'm covering both genders. Okay, got me. And, And so what happened is you come in as a downer person. And your your people around you, your team around you, they feed off that. 
Because what happened, my friend, you may not realize this, but there's something called the um the the, the me, um sorry, let me get the word here. It, it it's a mirror neuron, right? Mirror neuron that occurs. So what happened is without you noticing, your people mirror their neurons in their brain mirrors whatever is happening around them when it comes to emotions. When it comes to emotions. You know, there was a, I think the study that was really kind of identified this was done with some scientists, I think it was in Italy. And what they were doing was studying the the cells of, of these monkeys. And they noticed that what happened when monkeys was, would mirror what they see someone does. And so they would see these cells in their brain light up when the monkey raises its arms or its hands, whatever that name is, right? The hands, its arms. And whenever you raise your arm, the monkey would also kind of mimic that. And they noticed that this mirror, this this these neurons in the brain lit up when that happens. So one day in their study, they were watching and you know on this imagery, and they saw no one. The monkey did not raise it or it raised its arms, and and no one else outside raised their arms. But what happened was they noticed that this area of the brain was still lighting up, and they figured what's What's happening here? What the scientists discovered, and they did not realize it, that one of the other um, researchers had gone and got some um, gelatin. And what happened there, it was a hot day. They came back, and they were just kind of scooping out and putting that that gelatin or gelato to their, their mouth. And that movement of putting the gelato to their mouth and just, you know, eating on that, the monkey was watching that. And that lit up the brain of the monkey. So what they, they, they discovered was that the brain mirrors certain emotional emotions that are triggered by behaviors. So what you don't know is that your people, their neurons in their brain feeds off your yours, you know, your behavior, your action. And, and something in their brain warns them, triggers a certain kind of let uh, airs out of their brain that's lit up, and and that's the, how they begin to move and behave. And so right away, that limbic area of the brain goes into action. Right, the amygdala is an area that goes fight, 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 flight, flee. Right, and that's what they begin to do. They flee because why be around a person who is that's why. So you may not realize it, but just by their uh, instinctual, not instinctual, but what their brain reflects and gets, they move into their corners, and that sets a tone of the day. You know, it's, it's very contagious without you realizing it. It's like, you know, recently my my daughter had a very bad cold, and she came from a, a trip with this, she was on vacation, came home, and she was like coughing and sneezing. And I'm saying, oh boy, here we go. And guess what? The next day, the very next day, I found myself sneezing. And and, and like I feel like a cough was coming on. I'm thinking, oh no, don't tell me she came home and infected the household. And here it is that she wasn't even close by me. And I felt the signs that I was coming down with something. Because what happened was 
you know, that bacteria that is in the air that's when the sneeze occurs, it doesn't just, it, it floats around. And, and so imagine that what's happening in your area where you come in and that's, you know, here's what happened. People, when, when I, I talk about this in my workshops or presentations to leaders and try to encourage them to manage their emotions, and I would use an example like this, one of the questions I, res- I hear often is, so Kingsley, are you, are you telling me or telling us that as leaders we should never be in a bad mood? Are you telling us that we should never have a bad day? And I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear those questions. I said, no, it's not about that. We all have our good days and bad days. But there are some things that as a leader you can do to prepare your people. What if as a leader you're walking, as one example, you walk in and you just, you know, pull your people together, key people, and just say, guys, listen, you know, I'm having a bad day today. And for the next couple of hours, I just need some time to kind of, you know, re-kind of calibrate. I need some time to recollect myself. Would that be okay? And you may go in your office if you can and or take a, maybe a few minutes, take some deep breath and, and some other exercises I would suggest. And then decide, make a decision because it's a choice we now make to, to say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna now focus on something different rather than the thing that's having me in a bad mood or foul mood per se. And then you come back out and realize there are people who are depending on you. And, and so we need to manage, and that's why the whole immortelligent leadership idea that I, I espouse is that immortelligent leaders do three things well. And you're going to hear me say these three, three things over and over again. He or she make better decisions, one. Two, he or she make better relationships. And the third thing, he or she perform at a higher level. That's what immortelligent leaders do. So in the very midst of all of this that's going on in your own personal life, there is a way to manage those emotions. Doesn't mean it changes what you're dealing with, but it changes how you deal with them and how you deal with the relationships around you, namely your staff, your team members. And that's what I want to encourage you today and say, is your mood, dude? Hey, come on, dude, it's your mood. That's what's happening. And don't think otherwise because you might be wondering why your members, team members, are behaving the way they're behaving, they're probably getting their cue from you. Oh, that sounds very rhymey, right? They got their cue from you. And, and, and so, hey, you could also go ahead and tweet, and tweet that. It's your, it's your, come on, it's your mood, dude. And then they get their cue from you. That's what happens. And you're wondering. So my friend, as a leader that wants to be loved and followed by everyone and want to succeed where others failed in this area, if you're going to succeed, you've got to do things differently. And that is what I am challenging you to do today. I'm calling you to rise to the occasion and make sure you check your mood at the door and come in. It's game time. It's game time. You know how many people? How many times people in the um, world of sports are called upon 
to put their best performance on in spite of what is going on in their lives. How many times have we seen that? How many times have we watched that, heard that, read read of that, where people rose to the occasion and it's game day and they show up, yet their lives or things around them are falling apart. They're able to pull it together and so can you. That's leadership. Better yet, that's intelligent leadership. How to succeed where others failed. My friend, this is all I have for you today. So make sure that you are you're following me on social media because I'm gonna I'm going to be going to be making the announcement soon as to my book release. And I want you to get a free copy. And you can get that free copy. It's a limited time, of course. A free copy. All you will pay for is shipping and handling. And this book I'm t- is gonna be a game changer. It is the you know, I call it the 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 um where 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 emotional intelligence skills and leadership skills merge at that intersection. I call it the hybrid. This is the hybrid between uh, you know the leadership skills, all leadership skills and all emotional intelligence skills, and their their books are out there on both. But I'm saying I'm kind of marrying the two and giving you all in one shot. And I talk about seven essential skills or traits, I'm sorry, seven essential traits that every successful leader must have. And there are some who already have them and don't even realize or have labeled what they are. I label them in this book. But my friend, this is all for today. So with that said, you know how the, you know the drill. With that said, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side.